Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The most common way we stumble or sin is with our tongue and with our words. That will shock you because we think of lots of other ways. But this is the most prevalent way. We sin because we boast, we brag, we exaggerate about ourselves. We stumble because we criticize, we gossip, we slander, we backbite other people. And all of us have been guilty of this. We flatter people. When we have control of our tongues, what comes out will be good words, which is the verbal equivalent to good works. Even though the tongue is one of the smallest parts of the human body, Scripture says it has the power to bring death and life. Today, the text we'll be studying is directed towards believers. And the point James is trying to get across is that if your words are appropriate, it indicates you're a real follower of Christ. Listen in to hear Pastor Mark teach that the real problem isn't our tongues at all. It's the spiritual condition of our heart. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19, with part one of his message entitled, Controlling Our Tongues. Benjamin Franklin said this, A slip of the foot you may soon recover, but a slip of the tongue you may never get over. We're going to talk this morning about something. Have any idea? Our tongues. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Now, the tongue is small, but it can be a major influence. It has a major impact in our lives. James has been teaching on the theme of real faith. If you're a real Christian, the whole book of James is very practical. Then there's going to be proof. There's going to be action or or good works, or there's going to kind of be some kind of spiritual fruit. Now, James addresses a good work that well, it's different for us. That needs to be the, seen in the life of every real believer. So the teaching you're going to see today is not for unbelievers. It's for you. It's for me. It's for Christians. And here's what he's going to teach us. Watch this. Controlling our tongues equals, I'm going to say, good words. And that ends up being a good work. It ends up proof that God lives in me. If my words are appropriate, then that means I'm a real follower of Jesus Christ. Now, this isn't the first time James talked about our lips, our tongues, in our words. You're in James chapter 1. Look down, verse 19. 
My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Scoot on down to verse 26. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself, and watch this, and his religion is useless. So James returns to the importance of controlling our tongues, our speech, and our words. Now, amazing, who are the first category of people he's going to speak to? He's speaking to the church, and watch who he starts with to be able to control our tongues and our words. Turn with me to James chapter 3, verse 1. James chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. Here's what James says. Dear brothers and sisters, speaking to Christians in the churches, not many of you should become teachers in the church. So the first group of people James writes to are teachers, elders, pastors, teachers, small group leaders, community group leaders, study group leaders. He says to them, this is a caution to you. Now, why the caution? Look at the last part of verse 1. For we who teach in the church will be judged more strictly. Now, why does he start with pastor, teachers, elders, small group leaders? Because who are the people that talk most? In the last few minutes, you haven't said a thing. I've been talking like crazy. So the more words, the more danger. I knew this privilege and this responsibility of teaching others. I have never taken it lightly. No pastor here takes it lightly. The reason I haven't taken it lightly is my grandpa was a pastor. My father was a pastor. I understood the danger of this. You see, teachers are people of influence, and thus they will face greater judgment because their teaching affects many lives. Every weekend, all kinds of people are listening. Thousands and thousands of people are listening to whoever teaches from our pulpits. Well, their lives are impacted. Is the word correctly given to them? Is it done with love? Is there passion and accuracy and grace and application? You see, God is the one who calls people to teach. And he just basically says there, we're to provide instruction for you. Many young people kind of see this kind of role as kind of one of prominence. But they, they're too young. They don't understand that there's a strict scrutiny from God. Understand this morning, I know this, I'm going to be judged more strictly than you. I don't take that, no pastor here takes that lightly. In fact, before I became a pastor, I've been teaching for 20 some years in church and whatever. And I I understood this next step and I was concerned about it because I know absolutely that I will take this seriously. So I want to say this to you from the pastors and elders of this church. We love you, we care for you, we endeavor to teach you God's word, the good news and the bad news. 
One of the things that we make sure we try to do here is teach all the Word of God. Because I'm going to be judged for it. You see, you'll find a lot of places today that just teach you the good news. Everybody's happy, everything, there's no sin. Never mention the word sin, never mention the word hell. You'll see hell today. Never mention judgment, never. Well, they're going to really be judged. I want you to know in balance. And so just pray for us. Now, there's another part of this. Here's the part. It's not only what I say, it's how I live. You see, that's what I'm going to be judged for. Lots of people can say they're very gifted, but their life doesn't match their teaching. So would you just simply pray for us that all of us that are teachers, small groups and everybody, that we would live what we teach. We'd be men and women of character. Thank you, by the way, for the privilege of teaching you. I consider it an amazing honor. I I love to teach you right, and I want to live right. A lot of people say to me, well, Pastor Mark, you you get back on Thursday night after flying 30 hours, and you're going to teach two days later. Are you crazy? No, I love to teach, and I love to teach you. So thank you for your prayers. James says to me and all the other pastors and leaders, careful, careful. You're going to be judged by what you say. Watch your tongue. Watch your life. You say, well, Pastor Mark, does that have anything to do with me? No, but the next verse does. Let's go to verse 2. Verse 2. We all stumble in many ways. So let's read that together. Here we go. We, we all stumble in many ways. How many of us? All. Turn to your neighbor and say, hmm, that's about me. Now, what does that mean? What does stumble mean? It means sin. Let's read the rest of it. I'll read it to you. If anyone is never at fault in what? Circle these words. He says, uh uh-oh, this is going to be about my tongue. This is going to be about my words. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, a mature man, able to keep his whole body in check. Wow. Stumble means sin. Every one of us are humbled because we've, none of us are perfect with the things we've said in our mouth. We've all stumbled. We've all sinned. So this teaching is about all of us. Now, it's actually about everybody that's ever lived. Did Moses ever blow it with his mouth? Yes, he did. That's why he didn't get to the promised land. Paul blew it numbers of times. Is there anyone you know that would like to take, you you look at a biblical character, he was always taking his sandal off and putting it in his mouth. Anybody come to mind? Peter. The ultimate foot-in-the-mouth disease, Peter. He always got it wrong. Once in a while, he'd get it right, and that shocked everybody. So as you see this, this teaching is for us. Now, here's something I want you to write, because inherently, we don't know this, but it's truth. Here it is. The most common way we stumble or sin is with our tongue and with our words. That will shock you, because we think of lots of other ways. But this is the most prevalent way. We sin because we boast, we brag, we exaggerate about ourselves. We stumble because we criticize, we gossip, we slander, we backbite other people. And all of us have been guilty of this. We flatter people, especially when we know, it's kind of a little lie, 
No such thing as a little lie, but we call it that. Because if, if I can just make them think I really like them, maybe there's some good things because they're a pretty influential person. You see, there's only one person in the world that was ever perfect in their words, Jesus. So that's not going to happen to us. So understand, what does that mean? Why is James even going to write it then? We learn in the book of 1 John that there are no people that are sinless. Everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But as we mature, what did we learn? Let's see if you can remember. As we, no, no sinless people, but as we mature, we will learn to sin less. That's what James is after. We're all guilty of blowing it with our mouth, our tongue, our words. But as we mature, we'll get a control of that. We'll understand that amazing danger and yet be able to go, okay, God, I won't even say something right there. So that's what James is going to allude to as we go through. Now, I want you to turn, keep your finger right there, turn back to the book of Matthew, because Jesus speaks about this. And this is, another, this is actually the key to the whole teaching, this passage, and then we'll go right back to the book of James. Matthew 15, all of our campuses, you see right where it is, first book of the New Testament, and scoot right on down to verse 17, chapter 15, verse 17. Watch what Jesus says. Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. Circle that. The things that come out of the mouth start in the heart. And these make a man, a woman, unclean. Stumble, sin. Now what comes out of our heart? Look at verse 19. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. I'll talk about our thinking at the end. Murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what is the heart? The heart is the, is the control center where all the decisions are left for me. It's not the beating heart. It's the part, the center of us. It's our whole being, the center of our mind, our will, emotions. So you have to write this down and understand it if we're going to help ourselves in this area of our words and our tongue. Here's the key you want to write down. The real problem is not our tongues, but our hearts. It's not our tongues. That's a secondary issue. The problem I have with sin, the stumbling, comes because my heart is not right with God. You see, our words reveal what's in our heart. Let me tell you something. I saw this quote and I thought it was great. Our tongues give us away. They tell others who we really are. Whoa. Whoa. You see, if we allow God to control our hearts, then we can control our tongues, and that has an effect on my whole body, my whole being. The result is what we call the spirit-controlled life, the spirit-filled life. So the tongue is very small, but it's incredibly powerful, gets us into all kinds of trouble. Let's go back to James 3.3, and we'll have some kind of pictures of what that looks like and how this little small part of us has great impact in our life. James 3, 3. 
When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. So what is this saying? Here's what I want you to write. Here's what James is trying to show us, something very small that is able to direct control. It says this, take a look. The tongue is like a bit and the mouth that directs a thousand pound horse. A little piece of metal can direct potentially a thousand pound horse. Now, why do I say potentially? Well, you have to know how to use that bit. My wife's a horse person, and when we got married, especially early on, and we'd go on vacation somewhere, and she'd want to ride a horse. So I was always the perfect husband, and I said, I'll ride with you. I'm not a horse person. I would get on that horse. I know it had a bit in its mouth, but I think it was made of, well, silly putty. Because anytime I directed that baby, that horse, my wife's riding ahead, that horse ride right back to the stable. <laughs> I just had to wait for my wife to get done with the ride. I couldn't ever direct that horse. It didn't have the power to do it because I didn't know how to use the bit. Now, what am I saying with all that? If you know how, that little piece of metal with a little bit of leather on a huge horse, it can direct it. It can direct the whole horse. That's what Paul's saying. That little tongue, if we know how to use it, can affect direction of our whole body. Well, he's not done. Look at verse 4. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large, James had no idea in his day, and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder. Wherever the pilot, watch this, wants to go. Would you write this down, Vieira Sebastian? The tongue is like a rudder that steers a ship. Now, I don't know how many of you are kind of cruising people. You, you like to take cruises. There you are. Good. That's all the people that need to lose weight, right? Right there. <laughs> I love to take a cruise. When I come home, what do I have to do? I have to lose weight because nobody eats like that three times a day in a chocolate buffet at midnight. Come on. <laughs> but the cruises are fun. Now, uh, I have, Linda and I haven't done a lot of cruises, but we have, and I haven't done one in this, maybe you have, the allures of the sea. Let me give you an example. The allure of the seas weighs 225,000 tons. It maintains a crew of 2,300. It can handle 6,300 guests. It even boasts seven neighborhoods on the ship. So one of the neighborhoods is, uh, on one of the decks is Central Park in New York. You can go up, there's trees, there's places to sit. It offers 25 different dining options. There's two 43-foot-tall rock-climbing walls, two surfing simulators, watch this, and a zip line that transverses nine decks. Now, no matter the storm, no matter the wind, what directs it? A small piece of metal can determine the course of this huge 225,000-pound floating hotel. So what do these first two illustrations say to you and me about my tongue? It's like a bit. It's like a rudder. 
it says this, the tongue is small, but it has major impact and influence in my life. The tongue in a person's words can determine the direction and the course of the person's life. That little bit determines the direction the horse is going. That rudder determines where the course that ship is on. Think about this. One little word. You've done something wrong, and the word comes back guilty from the judge. That will affect some people. One word forever. I want you to hear these two words and see if you think there's any long-term effect from these two words. I do. Those of you that don't know what just happened, those are the married people sitting next to you. Has that imp- those two little words impacted your life forever? Can say, amen. Still does today. When I'm tempted, there's two words I can say. All of us have said this, I'll do it. And we wish we'd have never given in to that temptation. See, God can help us say, I won't. How much better the outcome? Look at verse 5. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person sets the whole course of his life on fire and itself set on fire by hell. Here's what I want to ask you to write. This should scare us. Watch this. The tongue is like a fire that comes straight from hell. That's what James says. Notice, Proverbs 18.21 says this. The tongue can bring death or life. The power of our tongue. Death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, when James talks about a fire, the first thing that should come to your mind is early in the spring, if you hear a news report from California, what are you always hearing? A fire. What's the cause of that fire? Often what? A cigarette butt or a little teeny spark. And does it have any devastation? Thousands and thousands of homes, acreage, trees, all kinds of things. It's the same with our words. Would you write this down? Like a fire, our words often have widespread impact. A little spark causes all kinds of trouble. Pastor Mark just taught the most common way believers sin is with their tongues. It's true, and we've all been there, more than we'd care to admit. In the heat of the moment, something slips and you can't take it back, no matter how much you wish you could. Remember, it'll be easier to be more careful with your words when you're spending time with God in His Word. This won't guarantee you'll be sinless, but it will help you sin less. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. 
Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Next time, we'll learn as humans, we've conquered many things. Skillfully asserting our power over creation and mastering technology, it's quite impressive. We've learned to train wild animals and maneuver large pieces of machinery with a slight movement of the hand. You'll want to tune in next time on Lessons for Living for Pastor Mark to share his insight on how we've figured out how to control the world, but we still can't control our mouth. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Let us hear.